0: Hey Toothies, Uh, it's Jeff. Mike's also here. Hey. So this is a Patreon episode or a subscription episode that we are putting on the main feed as we've done a few other times. And that's just to give you a taste of what it's like if you subscribe. And me and Mike do most of these episodes, so we have fun with it. But yeah, hope you like it. To the Tooth and Claw Podcast. Are you doing Jurassic Park again? (laughs) Does that only work for the Jurassic Park episode? It was a lot funnier on the Jurassic Park episode, but Uh, maybe we should redo it. Okay. Welcome to Tooth and Claw Podcast. Alright. I'm Jeff Larson. (laughs) (laughs) You are. We got Jeff, I'm Jeff. We got Mike Smith. And we got our biologist, Wes Larson. Yep. You guys all know us. This is Subscription.
1: Yeah. Somehow you're not tired of us yet, so thanks.
0: This oh, is the longest man. relationship
1: I've, we've ever been in.
0: They're not going to be tired of us after this one either.
1: Really? this is a good one. Oh, he's, he's
0: coming hot out of the gates. Huh. Gassing himself up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I believe you. Meet. Me and Mike just got back from Colorado. Colorado, what were you doing yeah. out there? Mining for gold? <laughs> Is it a popular thing to do there? It used to be. <laughs> um, no, some list some like longtime listeners invited us to go whitewater rafting. Mm-hmm. And like, I love li- looking through DMs and like comments from listeners, but like, gets a little like monotonous sometimes when it's like. I know I said that it's it's like, um, (laughs) kind of like videos you've seen before or questions you've heard before or something. Right. And then like, I just saw one that was like, Hey, do you want to come out to Colorado and whitewater raft with me? Like with my company I work for? Yeah. I just kind of like skim past it. And then like two days later, I was like, Wait a sec. He invited me to go <laughs> like whitewater rafting down in Austin awesome <laughs> river in Colorado. Yeah. I like dug back through it and found him and messaged him, and we went out. Me and Mike went out there. Wes, you were too cool.
1: I wanted to. I was. I was busy, unfortunately. You're busy. Yeah. Um. You're busy doing some cool stuff. Being cool. Uh. I was, but I would have much rather been whitewater rafting with you guys and your new friends. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. They're not even subscribers, so. Well then never mind F- we, we
2: did give them
0: we gave them some money so that they would subscribe though so yeah, oh, cool we, yeah <laughs> they didn't want us to like tip them and we are like, we'll just buy a subscription. Nice. Yeah. That's so just maybe us. they are now yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just,
1: That's just us feeding ourselves. Cool. that's fun. I, you know we got a lot of cool listeners out there and that's neat that someone got to involve you in their passion and you guys got to yeah. see a new part of the country in the process. So if uh, anyone else and, wants to do something cool with us,
0: yeah, be kind to cool. Let's know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but don't be don't be offended if we don't go to every one of your guys' yeah, cool suggestion thing. either. Yeah, we're busy. Or if Wes
2: doesn't go to any of them, yeah, He probably he won't has go to a any. bad track record.
0: Now, <laughs> Oh for one. Speaking of cool listeners, I also got someone watching One Piece now, Ooh. which. You know, it makes this whole thing worth it so far. That's better than your brother did even. (laughs) Well, I tried. I did. You watched a lot. Yeah. I did. I just don't know how you didn't like it. Yeah, I did like it. It's just that I,
1: it's a monumental amount of media to consume. But you could read it if you liked it. I I am tempted to read it. I will say that. Mm. I'm tempted to read it. i It's mostly just that i I like, sometimes I feel like I'm not part of the gang when it comes to that, you know? and oh, yeah, and, that, and that's hard for me because you guys know so much but I at least I watched a hundred episodes like yeah you did <laughs> some yeah. of it and you guys wanted me to watch like 10 and I went above and beyond but you made
0: it well we wanted you to do that though because we didn't think it's possible to not keep watching if you got there
1: yeah I will say though I think you guys had the benefit of watching it together and kind of having that shared experience and yeah. I was like. We were, Just like, trying.
2: tickling each other and wrestling around. I did I'll watch come a... up to your house, and we'll start
1: it again. I'll keep I'll keep watching it from where quality. I left off. Yeah, let's the couple let's episodes, all watch it together. <laughs> the couple episodes that I watched with you guys, I had a much better time.
0: Mike, I always forget, was Foxy in One Piece your favorite arc or your least favorite? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's such a hard
2: question because it's kind of it growing both. on you. It's like <laughs> when he shoots the Davy back pistol in the air after they finally won like a whole grueling competition. <laughs> one of the funniest moments. It's one ever. of the best jokes I've ever. heard. what was no. your f- favorite part
0: of their competition with Foxy?
2: Um, Luffy's afro when he puts the afro on and all like Zoro and Sanji are like funky, well, funky.
0: <laughs> I was trying to set up a segue into my story. Because they also have a roller skating competition. And that was That's by right. far my favorite competition. So what if I told you guys that they used to race motorcycles on like steep wooden oval tracks? Uh, when would you guess that that started?
1: When would I guess it started? Yeah. 1935. Mike? Did,
0: yeah,
2: like 1912 that's pretty close it's they oh. started
0: racing motorcycles on like wooden tracks in 1909 Wow. which just seems like way too early to me yeah that does wood seems like a terrible surface <laughs> yeah uh, I'm gonna send you guys a picture here in a sec of what it looked like because I would I'm just gonna get like some live reactions from you guys because there's some crazy pictures out there okay but the first motorcycle was invented in 1985. Wes, what else happened that year?
1: 1985. That's the eighteen. Eighteen eighty-five. I that wrote was the 19, year, but it's Montana 18. became a state.
0: Nice job, dude. I didn't nice. even have anything in mind. I was just. Well, I don't know. Actually, you could pull I'm, just,
1: out. I'm just guessing. <laughs> <Hold> <laughs> yeah, up, it was me no, close that me. was
0: 89. Mm-hmm. I actually, know that that was 19 or er, 1889.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought it was going to be something I was supposed to know, so that's why I guessed that. I don't know what happened in 1885.
0: <laughs> yeah, no idea. Harley-Davidson and Indian motorcycles at the start of the 20th century started making better quality motorcycles for than the first invention, obviously. And right when they started doing that, humans started racing them. Why do we you think race. we do that?
1: <laughs> it's fun. Competition is yeah. fun.
0: Just see who can go the fastest. Yeah. This is kind of the first time, too, that we've, like, At this point in history, this was the first time that people have ever been the fastest animals in the world.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's always something faster than us.
0: Yeah, they're going faster than cheetahs at this point. Like We're we're top dog with that. And with great power comes great responsibility.
1: That's true. I've heard that somewhere.
0: (laughs) I don't know, dude. Uncle
2: Ben died, so how wise could he have been? Yeah, he's not <laughs> that <laughs> smart.
1: And he was trying to stop
0: that guy when he should have just let him buy Exactly. Who cares if Oh, yeah, done. dude. that That's a great point, actually. Like, just let that guy go. Yeah, he probably needed that money more than Peter. But that doesn't mean he can't have said one smart thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, it's all or nothing for me. So, these opinion. new bikes are going close to 100 miles per hour. Wow. Which is just so fast for 1909. Like, yeah. I had no idea that they... They were getting down like that back then.
1: I wonder how um, they
0: measured it. They probably just like counted. That's I don't a know. good point. Math, <laughs> yeah, like math. As British people would say. <laughs> yeah, they did their maths. They had a cheetah, and then saw how much faster than the cheetah <laughs> just it was. Compared it directly to a <laughs> cheetah. <laughs> um. So the race tracks that they built—they're expensive wooden tracks. Lumber was really expensive back then because it took those dorks the same amount of time to cut one tree as it does us to cut a forest now. Yeah, we're good at cutting trees now. So I'm going to send you a picture of these tracks that they were constructing for motorcycle racing. Did they not have dirt back then? They did, but this made them go faster because they they made it okay. like so vertical yeah, and like the crazy. centrifugal oh. force kept them on it. <laughs> they're so almost yeah, like sideways tell, on
2: some of those Tell the though.
1: audience what you're seeing. Uh it kind of it looks like something you would see more in like a circus or something. Like the the wooden racetrack like bends up into the air.
0: It looks yeah, like it's, it's like, like a half pipe. Close to like 70 degrees high at the turns. It looks exactly like the velodrome like
2: the indoor bike competitions in the Olympics, you know, when they're like inside mm. on those big wooden tracks. I've always liked yeah. that event. Super weird.
0: Yeah. Well, this is the origin story.
2: I Can think you Imagine Ma- actually going maybe like completely sideways almost at a hundred miles an hour. The
1: motorcycle
2: it's also so crazy. just looks like
1: a bicycle with like a huge engine. <laughs> it's on like it. it's <laughs> just yeah. like a
0: bicycle with like a big old motor. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Right. It doesn't look
1: stable at all.
0: So these wooden tracks varied from like half a mile to two miles long and popped up throughout the States. So between 1910, which was when the first one was built, and 1931, I want you guys to name three locations that you think they popped up at before you get three strikes. And if you mess up, you have to pierce your ears. Okay. like uh. <laughs> Shoot.
2: <laughs> I got to start taking this serious. Can we, are
1: we guessing states or cities? Cities. Indianapolis. Uh, that was my first guess, too.
0: That's a strike. Wow. <sighs> That was Mike's first guess. Yeah, there's 24 locations here. Okay, Mike, Mike, go ahead. Chicago. Yeah, you got one. New York City. You know, I'm gonna count Brooklyn for Kay. you. Thank you, um, Mike. Phoenix. Oh, bad guess. That's a that's a strike. Bad uh, guess.
1: What <laughs> was Arizona even like? Ah, whatever. That's a good uh, point. <laughs> I don't know. Detroit. That's strike. <laughs> oh, what? Um Jeez.
2: Atlanta?
0: Uh strike. So you rolled uh,
2: the
1: two strikes. I'm gonna say Atlantic City. <laughs> You're getting your ear pierced. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Shoot.
2: Minneapolis. I'm gonna do my nose instead. <laughs>
0: uh
2: that's a strike. Where the hell are they area. building these tracks? Yeah. yeah, I'm doing a lip piercing, Tom DeLonge.
0: A lot of California, Fresno, Beverly Hills, right. Omaha. You got Miami. You got Kansas City. Sorry, guys. I've heard of those places. It was a little harder than I thought it'd be. Maybe you don't have to pierce yours. So right. between the two of us, we got, what, two Two, right? Yeah. That's pretty bad. (laughs) And mine was Uh, like, Jeff had to give it to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of the ones I was hoping you'd say is anywhere in Philadelphia, because there's one that just says unknown Philadelphia. Or wait, no, it says Uniontown. My bad. I thought it said (laughs) unknown. (laughs) Easy mistake to
2: make. Have you ever woken up to a new acne breakout at the worst possible time? I know I have. One day in high school, in my introduction to anatomy class, the teacher called me up and told me to take my shirt off. Uh, Looking back, I don't know what that was all about. So I went up to the front of the class, took off my shirt, only to reveal a bunch of acne all over my chest, and it was mortifying. So we know acne can get in the way of feeling confident in your own skin. And that's why we're excited to partner with Apostrophe, the sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies, and a dermatology provider will create your customized treatment plan. When I was first signing up to Apostrophe, I was really surprised at just how customizable everything was. Living in Utah, of course, I deal with dry skin and dry hair all the time, so I was able to tailor my treatment for my specific skin type, and Apostrophe was just really thorough about making this experience as completely customized to myself as was possible. So, we have a special deal for our audience get your first visit for only five dollars at apostrophe.com tooth when you use our code tooth that's a savings of 15 dollars this code is only available to our listeners to get started just go to apostrophe.com tooth and click get started and then use our code tooth at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only five dollars thank you apostrophe for
0: sponsoring this episode all right, so these racers start to get famous. They're becoming like mini celebrities. Like, they're the fastest men on earth, you know? Right. And the sport's getting popular because of how dangerous it was getting. Would you guys like sports now more if there's a 5% chance of death? Oh, yeah. Every Much time more. you watched it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of think I would, too. I, like, it's a little barbaric, are... but it's like, that's would be yeah, entertaining.
2: It's, It's kind of human nature historically proven to be like in our nature to like that stuff. Like like, Colosseum and stuff. The Romans
1: it was like a hundred percent chance that someone was gonna die. (laughs) Five percent like
0: I I would just say like sometimes even five percent's made up by me too, but it seemed about where it would be. So part of what made this so dangerous is their outfits. So they're wearing leather helmets, a wool sweater (laughs) Leather gaiters, and crashes just gave them, like, the worst splinters ever. Like, hospital-worthy splinters, oh. because they're on, oh, like, a is... wood. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> So
1: Their wool sweaters now we're didn't gonna... protect them enough from splinters? Yeah. <laughs> 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 they didn't. Nope. Huh.
0: So now we're going to focus on this racer named Eddie Hasha. Okay. And just think of him as a real early-day Dominic Toretto. All right, that's right. easy enough to in perfect. In May 1911, Hasha, at 20 years old, attained a speed of 95 miles per hour, that's 153 kilometers per hour, at the Playa del Rey, California, Motor Dome, setting a record for the mile, a world record for the mile. In 1912, Hasha beat all of the established stars at the Los Angeles Motor Dome and set professional records in the process. So this guy's like a up, up and coming dude, just putting all these like well known guys to shame. He's beating everyone, you know. Yeah. Yep. And what's Dom and Brian O'Connor's number one rule in racing? Uh don't use your nos until later. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> you gotta save your nos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, they don't have nos. These guys don't. They also don't have brakes. Okay. So he's just going full just set. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he takes a little break, goes to Houston, and actually works on bikes with Davis from Harley and Davidson. And oh. then like, uh, yeah, Davidson. Yeah. Davidson. And oh. then he got back to racing. Huh. And he goes out and competes at the Newark Metair Dome in New York, Newark, New Jersey, On September 8th. I
1: kid you not, Newark was going to be my next next guess. I really wanted (laughs) to guess uh, that Jersey place. Yeah. Uh, In
0: 1912 in front of 5,000 spectators. So they have this big feature event. And afterwards, they have a smaller five-mile handicap race. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. And when I say handicap race, what that really means is that it's him and this guy named Ray Seymour, who are, this Ray Seymour guy had the world record for like fastest overall time. Okay. Like there's a lot of world records, you know, but this guy's like the fastest. So him and Eddie are like super fast and they're giving the other three racers a whole lap head start. Okay. Whoa. So that's what okay. that means. Yeah.
1: That's honestly what I would have thought. I wouldn't have thought anything else. (laughs) You didn't think that meant wheelchair No, I didn't.
0: No. Okay. Um, So the race starts, and Hasha has a slight lead at the end of the first lap. He keeps his lead, and he's going into the third lap when the motorcycle starts to misfire. So what would you do, Wes, if you're like in this race, against like the world record holder. You think you're the fastest and your motorcycles misfiring a bit. Well this happened to what's Paul Walker's character's name? Brian O'Connor. Brian
1: O'Connor. This happened to Brian yeah. O'Connor. And I just push it, man. You no looking <laughs> blow back. the gaskets. Yeah, you gotta blow those gaskets. Well, you gotta go for it.
2: You don't have brakes it sounds like so you don't have a yeah, lot of options. There's not
1: a lot of options. But, Jeff, let me tell you a little something about me. I live my life a quarter mile at a time, <laughs> and yeah. I would definitely finish this race.
0: Well, Eddie has the same mindset and does something, in my opinion, even crazier than just gunning it, mm-hmm. and reaches his hand down to make an adjustment. Oh, jeez! And gets overtaken <laughs> by the Seymour guy. Huh. So he's just, like, trying to fix his bike while he's going, like, 90 miles per hour on That's this of course. Wow. And once he gets past, Eddie's like, oh, shit, I can't lose. So he just floors it again. And the bike's misfiring, but he floors it, picks up enough speed to get close, and then traveling at 92 miles an hour, the motorcycle suddenly turns sharply into the rail that's surrounding the track. That's not good. And the and the bike rode the rail for 100 feet. Oh, wow. grind?
2: Sick, dude. Yeah.
0: So pretty sweet. He rode the rail, right, Mike? Yeah.
2: I mean, he might not win the race, but well, style points is out of control. That a boy like had a trap his question. head.
0: A boy had his head leaning over the rail and was killed instantly. Yeah, Mike, Still that's cool, not Mike. Very cool, Can I am- you jerk.
2: amend my
0: previous statement,
2: real quick? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mike, you're such a dick. <laughs> Come on, that's such an insane. You that's such
0: an really insane way to die. Yeah, it is. Just like have your head on the rail that the motorcycle like grinds on at 100 miles an hour. Yeah.
1: You shouldn't put your head on the side of a rail of a motorcycle, a wooden yeah. motorcycle track. I if don't you do, I you feel gotta like have one I of was...
0: those leather helmets. You're yeah. right. But like <laughs> I have no idea. He wasn't long for this world. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie flew out of the racing arena into the grandstands and was killed instantly. Jeez.
1: Watch, we're gonna get like our first complaint, some listeners gonna be like that was my great 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 grandpa. <laughs> yeah, who was this decapitated was, by this that? This was the you, the 19th. little boy was
0: their great grandfather yeah. getting after yeah. it early, and they're going to be 19- so mad. 1912. I feel like we're doing <laughs> <laughs> that. Little boy had how many kids? You think he had? Wes? <laughs> uh, Good point. <laughs> I stole it for Mike, but yeah, thank you. So three other boys and a young man, which I don't know what that how different the ages are there, were also killed. So he's just, that took out so many people for, like, one motorcycle. Then the motorcycle dropped back into the racing surface, into the path of last place rider Johnny Albright. The motorcycle hit him in the shoulder, Uh and he slid down the track... And died a few hours later, never regaining consciousness. Oh my gosh. So this one motorcycle crash killed seven people. That's insane. Yeah. Like, and especially it is when you
1: assume that, like when you look at it and it's such a small
0: motorcycle, you know? Yeah, but like for the racers, it makes sense because like they're going so fast and they have a freaking leather helmet. right (laughs) yeah but (laughs) also like leaning his head over i don't know what happened to those other for me though though. it's like
1: yeah exactly like if a formula one car blows up and flies into the crowd i would expect you know seven people to die or whatever but for like a little like 120 pound bike or however much this thing weighs (laughs) to like kill to kill that many people like were they just lined up with their heads on the railing did just pop uh, off a bunch of a heads.
0: bunch more spectators got hurt with like broken bones and flesh wounds, but Jeez. a lot of that was just from the panic yeah. and them like trampling each other and stuff. This this isn't funny, but
2: I just can't help but see this is like an old Buster Keaton movie where it's yeah. like the little silent film caption comes up and it's like, oh no, seven yeah. people died. <laughs> like, how does the
1: news oh, no, broadcast? Decapitation.
0: This? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, motor drones is what. Like the race venues are called, they're now nicknamed "murder domes," which is pretty sweet. Much that's, cooler name, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and a lot of the fan favorite racers also end up dying. So, like, just like Overtime. people, people be—I mean, pretty quick though. Yeah, I don't have all the dates written down, but it is like in the span of a decade that, like, wow, these guys were getting popular and just dying. Wow, because like Man. they're going so fast, and any crash, they just don't have any. protection Protection. for that speed yeah so the sport kind of takes on new variations to make it safer it loses a lot of popularity when like i mean imagine like being a huge fan of steph curry and he just like gets killed on a layup and then you're a huge fan of Anthony Edwards and he gets killed on the layup and it's just (laughs) like, okay, I'm like done with this. How much (laughs) longer can I invest in this (laughs) sport? Right. So like they start testing new ideas and they make a really small motor drone with like giant vertical walls. And these walls are like 80 degrees to like, they look vertical to me. Yeah. So that's kind of their idea to like mix it up, but make it a little bit safer. Right. And I'm going to send you a picture of these new walls. Oh, yeah.
1: Now it does look like a circus
0: act to me. It looks like yeah. like the balls it, that they
1: ride around in in the circus and stuff.
0: But what's crazy is they're still just using those bicycles with like right. a little motor on them.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh,
0: basically, it's like a 40 degree wood thing leads up to like a 85 degree huge wood wall. And you just have to go in a circle until you can get up on the wall. And we'll yeah. share all these pictures on Instagram. This will be like a really good Instagram post because there's some crazy pictures. But things get old fast, right? Like Dan Cook, Tosh.0, yeah. Tooth and Claw Didn't inevitably. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Didn't take long for those first two to get old. Like for me, one, up, one, one
0: minute of each. <laughs> so they had to spice things up. So why don't you guys give me some ideas? How, could, how do you think they could spice it up? Light them on fire. Oh, that's
2: good. Wep, like weapons, like in... What's that video game? Uh, road ra- road
1: Rash? Road Rage? Twisted Metal. Where you have like crowbars and you can hit each other? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, fill the middle part up and put a great white shark in
0: it. Oh, there you All go. Right. So like you got to make it dangerous again, right? Yeah, more mm-hmm. dangerous. So what they did was start having two cars go in it at the same time, right? Then... They put two cars going in in opposite directions at the same time until you're, you're two we're still people, talking motorcycles, right? Not cars, or, or are there yeah, cars? These, now? Are, these are motorcycles, but they're like kind of like the hugest ones you see now. There's like they kind of look like the Batmobile or something with like <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, they're thick and I feel like they kind of have four wheels a lot of the time. Some of sure. them are just the same bicycle-looking ones, nice. but then they also have, they also have cars that like it is like a car that like they're putting all sorts of stuff on, and these two people went in cars and they went in like the opposite direction and mm-hmm. hit each other and both died. Oh geez, so that made it really dangerous. could have seen that one coming. Yeah. And they're like, okay, uh, we did it. It's Dangerous. Yeah, again. so two cars going at each other, lions. Lions? Lions. Oh, wait, hold <laughs> on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. So now it's called the Wall of Death or Race for Life. With no context, would you rather go to Murder Dome, Race for Life, or the Wall of Death?
2: Wall of Death for sure for me. Murder
1: Dome for me. <laughs> race for race Life. For I life. would think. I would think Race for Life is like <laughs> sounds like a fun like charity charity, or charity something. benefit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't think it's like
0: that someone's a good call. gonna die. Murder Dome, someone's dying.
1: Murder Dome,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Murder Dome. Or I'm getting my money back. Yeah. Um, So the performers had lions that, like, at this time in the world, were just taken from the jungle a lot of the time mm-hmm. and put them in the dome to try to pull them down from the wall as they're going around on bicycles around this that wall. That is insane. <laughs> Very unethical, but I also got to give them props for thinking of the most entertaining idea. Ever. Yeah. This is just like devolving
1: <laughs> into the Roman Colosseum, but with
0: motorcycles. Yeah. Think like laser from American Gladiators just pulling contestants off the climbing wall. It's a walk. lion that will kill them. <laughs> so yeah. did they did they have like if the
1: lion got someone did they try and stop it from killing them? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um so here's two more pictures with a lion included now. Jeez. And one of them you can Great. see it's like a little like moto car thing with a lion riding on it. That's pretty cool. What the heck? And the, and the other one just has a lion where it's on a platform where it can try to like reach for the guy. <laughs> the
1: one with the lion riding in it. It's like a, <laughs> yeah. it's a car that has a little sidecar. And there's like a male lion sitting in the sidecar and then a dude right behind them in a motorcycle that just has to be so scared. Like,
0: yeah, I think I think that's the wife. It was actually like for especially for circus performing is like a lot of women doing this stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking
2: at the faces of the spectators in some of these pictures and they're just like not they're not overly enthusiastic. They're probably just (laughs) waiting for
1: one of these people to get pulled off. Right. This is the yeah. Uh, these are the faces of people that have gone to this like three or four times and no one's died yet.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk (laughs) about this guy who's riding a car on a very, very extremely steep wall with a lion (laughs) riding shotgun. So his name is Fearless Egbert. Great name. And his male lion is monarch. And Wes, I'm going to turn it over to you to read a few paragraphs because I always get all messed up when I yep. do it. I got it right here. This is from like the, or do you want to read where it's from in the year too
1: Yeah. So this is a news article from the Yorkshire Evening Post on September 24th, 1931. It is remarkable how even lions can become civilized. Three years ago, Monarch, the lion that will ride on a baby car around a wall at Woodhouse Feast, has never seen a motor car. His grandfather roamed the jungle and his father was captured and trained to ride a horse in an American circus. Then, just over three years ago, Monarch came along and, on seeing a baby car which is driven by fearless Egbert, round the wall of death, clambered into it. When he was given a ride, he enjoyed it so much he refused to get out. Obviously, he was destined for a motoring career, and going one better than a mere rider of horses, Monarch was gradually introduced to the thrills in a car around a vertical wall. A ledge was fixed to the side of the car, and there was never any need to coax him to sit on it. He hopped aboard as soon as he was released from his cage and snarled and growled if the driver had any difficulty in starting. (laughs) That'd be really scary if you're, like, trying to start the car and the lion's (laughs) getting pissed at you. Yeah. All right.
0: A lot of pressure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, Monarch is driven around the miniature track at speeds that would make his more sedate father gasp. Also a very funny <laughs> visual there. If Fearless Egbert stops the car too soon, the young lion remains on the car. There are times, however, when he gets a little bored and the driver knows it's time to stop when he realizes that Monarch's head is very close to his face. Like all good people who occupy the limelight, He is rather sensitive about the way the show should be run. Fearless Egbert is the only driver who is allowed to take the wheel when Monarch is about... Attempts by others arouse only growls, and Monarch's tail whisks like a whip. What is more, he's troubled like other stars about his weight. Monarch could sit comfort on the ledge when he joined the show, but since then his cage has twice had to be enlarged. Now he weighs about 350 pounds, and he has to park part of himself on the bonnet of the car. Still, an attempt is being made to keep his weight down. On Sundays, he dispenses with beef for dinner and has milk and eggs.
0: (laughs) Such a good, like, what a time to be alive! I know, you know, it really just is. Just ignore the whole Great Depression part, and yeah, it's great. <laughs> they got horses right or lions <laughs> riding horses, lions <laughs> riding
1: cars. They and don't know how so morally
0: funny. wrong it all is.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy to me that this lion was like that into it, though. That he just like I wanted mean, I to just go.
0: can't imagine it had a great life outside of doing that. Yeah. So then it's like excitement. This seems fun. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, probably. But who knows? But yeah, shout out Monarch. You know, if you're still out there. Yeah, shout out. How long do lions live? Uh,
1: Probably Uh, not that long. (laughs) He's not around still.
0: Yeah. All right. So a few other notable lions and their owners. So you know, like with all great things, Tooth and Claw podcast. Once you have a great idea, they. are there's copycats. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. So here's one of the copycats. The lion's name is Britain the Lion, and the owner is George Tornado Smith. Ooh, <laughs> any relation, <laughs> See, Mike? Mike, cool I would. Nickname. I would like you a lot more if you you're, you went by Mike Tornado. I kind of
2: feel like the onus is on you guys <laughs> to kind of like make the nickname. Stick, give you a nickname.
1: You know? All right,
2: yeah. Yeah. Mm. we'll give you one. Well, maybe I just did. I can't call myself the Tornado. That's lame.
0: That's what everyone does when they do that. They're lame. All right.
1: We'll call you Tornado. Um, all right.
0: <laughs> so the Tornado, George, when he was 14, he was a pretty bad student, but he was really good at racing boxcars. And he started seeing these moto drone races. Yeah motor motodrome races and like just was like that's my destiny and um he eventually like worked his way up to getting his own performance and then at that time you just kinda go and buy a lion if you want one so he bought a lion. <laughs> I loved it that that's like <laughs> you just go to like the lion
1: store and buy your lion yeah. <laughs> little car. Yeah. Maybe get and like then, a
2: second hand one
0: at the thrift shop someone maybe, got rid of <laughs> he starts putting on shows in London He married his wife, Doris Craven, at a show and brought her into his act. She's a pretty lady. He was handsome and had a sweet pencil mustache. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) There's some great pictures of him and his wife with the pet lion just like at their dinner table with him. Yeah. He'd take Britain on daily walks through towns in London and not London, but in England and would go to the beach but then it gets really sad because World War Two happened and they got super poor and couldn't afford enough meat for Britain and ended up shooting her. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. And then he had to go and try to be a pilot but had bad eyesight, so he joined the Navy and got divorced. Hmm.
1: You know, that's we've heard this story too many times in those war torn days.
0: <laughs> a lot of, lot of people no didn't longer learn afford from his their, mistakes.
1: No longer afford their lions and they have to put them down. And then yep. they get divorced because their wife's is bad. for the lion. Yep. <laughs> we lost a lot of good lions back
0: then. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's another story. Now, this is where it gets real tooth and claw. All right. Okay. I was waiting for that. In night. 19- you haven't been having fun? No, I've been having a great time. This is <laughs> an amazing story. In 1938, Tuffy the Lion and his co-owner, Joseph... I say co-owner because it talked about his wife, and I didn't want to like leave her out, but never yeah. gave her name. Okay. But co-owner Joseph Dobbish, who's a bad guy, but a total hottie, admittedly, when you look at his pictures, yeah. he's a hot guy. Yeah. And his wife set up shop at wildwood new jersey and these tracks don't count in those ones i was listing because they're just like really small circles right okay like they're not like huge they're like circus tracks right so these are like more widespread it's like what ryan gosling went in kind of the ball of yeah yeah whatever and they i saw on reddit yesterday like people just driving cars in one of them so like they they're still out there cool so Tuffy's a 300-pound lion. That's a pretty big lion. Yeah, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, and Unless you're allergic to lions. Joseph and his wife did a lot of performances with Tuffy. <laughs> and then the season ended, and they put Tuffy in his cage alone, living what I can only imagine was a pretty miserable life. Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> My
1: stupid <laughs> Oh, I didn't even catch it It was the dumbest
2: joke it was, uh, <laughs> That's my favorite joke we've ever made Oh my
1: gosh <laughs> Such a dumb joke Alright The allergic I missed joke It but it was I'm, the I'm, allergic I'm, one It was oh. stupid I'm oh, sorry I see. <laughs> Continue All
0: right. You guys lost it I'm excited <laughs> no, for no, the re-listen no. Okay so, so they stuffed Tuffy Back in his cage Miserable life Like, all he's ever looking forward to now is just waiting for his next meal, right? Right. Mm. And on October 5th, Joseph opened the cage, and Tuffy decided he was ready for something new in his life. So he hopped right out of that cage and took the opportunity for freedom, just like our pet parrot, Louis, when my dad walked outside (laughs) with him on his shoulder.
1: (laughs) Which was... (laughs) We always wondered what he would do, and turns out... He'll just, just fly away his and never come back.
0: Yep. Yeah. Tooth and Claws brought to you by Rocket Money. So Rocket Money saved me money. I've talked to other Toothies and they've told me they saved way more money than they expected using Rocket Money. What it is, is it's this awesome company that when you sign up, it shows you all of your subscriptions and you'll be surprised, I promise, how many subscriptions you have that you don't know about. Like maybe it's tooth and claw Patreon. But yeah, so it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash claw. That's rocketmoney.com slash claw. Rocketmoney.com slash claw. So now Joseph has a loose lion in town. What's the town called again? Wildwood, Wildwood. New Jersey. Not a good place for a lion to be.
1: Not their natural
0: habitat. he decided that the public and the police should not be in immediately notified and that he foolishly thought he could handle the situation by himself after an hour of looking for the line he reconsidered but it ended up being too late of a decision for one thomas siato that doesn't sound good thomas siato was a japanese immigrant trying his best to make it through the great depression that evening he was walking alongside his boss's nine-year-old son masami woshi on their way home from a fishing trip it's crazy to me again how all this is going on like straight in the middle of the great depression right like you're just like
1: (laughs) trying to make ends meet working so hard just to like put food on the table you're walking home like from work just trying to feed your kids and you
0: get attacked by a (laughs) lion so yeah at this time Tuffy's prowling the streets and feeling extra hungry having decided he was done eating meals pushed through the bars of his cage by his former master, Joe. Yeah. The sun is setting after a peaceful day on the water, and Thomas is about to help Masami get into his car when, to his complete and utter shock, there's a giant lion looking at him, I imagine licking its lips or something. Yeah, maybe. Sure. (laughs) It's a great flair that you added to this. (laughs) That's what I imagine. Okay. It's hard to think of a more terrifying, intimidating situation than, like, like I stare at a lion at a zoo, and I, like, start to feel baited. I'm just right. like, this thing is so intimidating. Yeah. It, like, mm. freaks me out after a little bit.
1: Well, especially, like, back then, they didn't have, the only access they had to information about stuff like lions and whatnot were, like, a few books that they'd maybe read. You know, yeah, that's a good and like point. they don't know anything about their behavior. They've never like seen movies of them or anything before. Like this, is- I mean,
0: it's not a huge town though, and they do have a lion show. So I okay. imagine most of the town kind of knows about this guy and his. Yeah, lion. but if you're like. Maybe like in the Great Depression and you're like a
1: hardworking immigrant, like you might not ever have the money to go to one of those shows. Like this, this might look like a literal monster to you. you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh.
0: I imagine it's probably how the gorilla would have felt if Mike Tyson walked in its cage to punch it that way. Uh, yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't
1: think that gorilla would have been <laughs> that scared,
0: but. <laughs> well, Thomas, thinking quick on his feet, shoved Masami into the car. And then, what I think is extremely heroic, but honestly also a little bit stupid, he shut the door to ensure Masami's safety. Yeah. And thus also ensuring his death. That is very heroic. Oh. Yeah. But I kind of feel like just try to get in the car, too, dude. Yeah, but what if he doesn't? And then the lion pulls out a little Masami, too. Yeah. You know? But I gave him credit for being heroic, but yeah. that's, that's, my, that's my stance. I'm sticking to right, it. Just jump okay. in there with him. All right. If you I'm, can I push know. a little kid in there, you can hop in real quick, too. Fair enough. So, like the cranky people in the Snickers commercials, this train lion was not acting like himself. Yeah. And he mauled Thomas in the middle of the street to satisfy his hunger. Jeez. So, <laughs> that's uh, a <laughs> good lord. That, took- was,
1: just had to throw the snickers comparison in there all right I think well, this maybe one happened like hundred years ago the lion
2: for once in his life was finally maybe acting like himself you know yeah this sounds That's like a good point. pretty
1: typical lion behavior yeah
2: <laughs> so it's like the yeah. opposite anti-snickers commercial if anyone's looking for
0: ideas so Tuffy then took the corpse to a nearby boardwalk just further widening the range of tear. Nightmares of the city of Wildwood by, you know, exposing it to more people. Yeah, Mm, Yeah. Police arrived at the scene, and they put on their Sherlock Holmes hats and saw a partially eaten body with a huge trail of blood leading to a huge nearby lion also covered in a ton of blood. Yeah, and they were like, huh. One of the officers... (laughs) One of the officers shot at the lion and wounded it, but did not kill him, and Tuffy ran away. So, real small, tiny aside here. In pop culture, of people who never miss, who are you trusting with your life to not miss?
1: Uh, for me, it'd be like, I don't know.
0: I'll start. Yeah. I'll go okay. with Billy the Kid, Leonardo DiCaprio in Quick and Quick the Dead. Okay. He's just a good shot.
1: Even though I, I hate this movie, I'd go with like the first suicide movie, Will Smith's character, because that's mm. like the one thing. That Bullseye. Yeah, he like he just doesn't miss. Or
0: you could have gone Car- Colin Farrell in the Daredevil yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and I know Idris Elba's character in the next Suicide Squad was kind of similar. So mm-hmm. anyway, but I'm gonna go with the Will Smith one, sure.
2: I'm going Bullseye. with the Kuroko's basketball guy that never misses
1: a shot.
0: <laughs> <In> that anime, <laughs> that's a good one.
1: Yeah, uh, he wasn't Bullseye, was he? Wasn't he Deadshot or something? I feel uh, like he yeah. was. Yeah, Bullseye was.
0: Colin Farrell
1: was Bullseye. Yeah.
0: yeah. Also, Doc Holiday would have been a good one. I thought Bullseye yeah. was that bull on the barbecue sauce. Yeah, that, there's lots of Bullseyes out there. Sure. So why did I bring that up? Well, the sheriff it's... of the town was called Crackshot. Okay. And oh, wow. never missed a single shot, pretty much, probably. But <laughs> also had never faced off with a lion. Was that on his logo? Like, I've never missed a single <laughs> shot,
1: pretty much, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. So
0: Crackshot tracks down Tuffy, and Tuff leaps at him to kill him, but Crackshot never misses and put a bullet straight between the eyes. Wow. wow. Dropping Tuffy cool. down with one shot. Good for him. And thus building his reputation, his crack shot.
1: Yeah, he earned it.
0: Yep. <laughs> so that's that's it. That's the story of the death of Thomas Sieto. And, you know, it might have been a little dumb to not jump in the car too. But also you died a hero. And most of us don't die heroes. So like. Good job to you, man. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. He's probably tired of going
1: home to eat like
0: dust and <laughs> yeah. with like water poured on it. Yeah. That's a good point. A couple more tidbits before categories. Okay. So there's a seasoned rider in the lion drum circuit named Marjorie Kemp who is seriously mauled on at least four separate occasions. God. And her last attack in 1940 put her in the hospital for over a year. So oh that's pretty gosh. bad. Do you think she was just yeah. like
1: limping into her editor and just being like, Please give me a new assignment? Can I please Or cover- she's like, "I mean,
0: Gets an office job And yeah. then she's like oh, I can't take this I'm going back to to the, the lions. <laughs> it,
2: This This like the the only job she she get get the the Great Depression
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> She's of like, it's honest It's sort of sort of sort of those of those of names out names for like jobs that yeah. they that they have that day. <laughs> They have, <laughs> like, like my, no idea. Right, right, down at the docks. It's like, Lucy, uh, I'm looking at you. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it, whatever. In 1964, a drunken carnival worker stuck his hand into a lion cage and was bitten by a male lion named King. This ended the lion-drome era for good. So That's, that's what did That's the one, it. Yeah. yeah. A drunken yeah. dude gets his hand bit off, and then they're like, that's enough. That's from Ripley's Believe It or Not, so wow. I don't know. Yeah. Uh Cancel court culture in the 1960s, I would just love to hear, like, I'm an American and it's my right to have a lion in my motorcycle stunt.
1: Yeah, there's probably <laughs> once people. They, once I they mean, take
0: their lions away.
1: That's pretty much what Joe Exotic was saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, do you guys have any questions for me?
1: I have a million questions. about but motor I, drones. I'm going to have to look into this a you little know,
0: bit. You know, I... I have more research than is in the episode, so if you want to hit me with anything, take your shot.
1: Mm. No, I think I'm good, but I I am gonna read up on this because it is fascinating. And Mike asked me a question. I don't know. Okay, sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know (laughs) why I'm apologizing, but
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just Um, kidding.
0: What what is? Are there like
2: underground murder drones still operating? You think? It seems like it's the kind of thing. It's underground,
0: but like in, like I was saying, like in India they have them. Um, I don't, I didn't see anything oh. about involving lions, though. Okay, yeah, that was my main. I'll um, get there. But like, I could see that happening, and like Russia still has the crazy circus animal stunts and stuff. So I could, I wouldn't be surprised if they have something similar to that there. Right. Anything else? No. All right. Let's go into categories. Our next partner is AG One, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it every day. I gave AG One a try because I've always kind of struggled with gut health, and I'm not the best eater. I'm a lazy eater. I like fast food. Uh, love In and Out. That's probably my number one right now. But I kind of realized, you know what? I'm not getting all the nutrients I need. So. I like to drink AG1 every morning, it gives me peace of mind that even if I don't do a good job of eating healthy that day, I can think, well, at least I had AG1, so I'm not completely helpless with what I'm doing to my body. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease of mind so you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine which is exactly what I needed. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D that'll be huge this winter and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com tooth, all caps. That's drinkag1.com tooth, all caps. Check it out. So let's do craziest pop culture motorcycle moment. Okay, I got one, and it
1: really is just, like, right on par with
0: this story. It
1: couldn't have been a better fit. Uh, There's an early Simpsons episode where they go to, like, a monster truck rally or something, and then at the end there's this stuntman named Lance Murdoch who does the stunt, and he's going to jump this huge pool, but before he jumps it, they put, like, a great white shark, electric eels, piranhas, and an African lion in the pool. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like closing their eyes except for Bart. And he clears it. And then he like goes, as he takes his bike back up to the edge to like wave to the audience. And when he does, he like tips in. And you see like everything attacking him, and then he's about to like crawl out, and the African lion like jumps out of the water and grabs him <laughs> and pulls him back in. <laughs> and then he like such a
0: great joke.
1: They like fish him out and like carry him away on a stretcher, and he like feebly puts his thumb up, and they're like, "He's okay, folks." <laughs> and that's my that's my answer. <laughs> that's sure. very that's
0: very on par with this story. It Good is. Poll. Thanks. Mm.
2: I forget the dude's name is the guy at the X Games that did the first backflip on his motorbike. Um, mm. it was like Corey Hart or something like that. Yeah. And I remember me and my friends were so excited, like the whole week leading up. Cause like we heard whispers, this dude was finally going to do it. And like, he didn't even really land it that well, but we were all freaking out. It yeah.
1: Was... Wasn't he dating pink or he's married to pink that's right. Or yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, that's man. Yeah. What a guy. They're, they such a power couple, aggressive couple.
0: I'm going with, like, by far my favorite scene in a really terrible movie. But the Point Break remake, like, at the very start, they're dirt biking. And they're, like, out in the desert. And there's just, like, this island rock that's, like, off of the cliff. And there's, like, this little, like, island thing of rock. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just, like... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but they, like, jump the bike onto this island that there's no way to get a motorcycle off of. Like, (laughs) there's no way to get momentum to get back off. And, like, the entire concept made no sense. And I was like, someone would for sure, like, die doing that. And then, like, the um, Johnny Utah's best friend tries to go on the island, too, and like only gets halfway on and ends up falling off, and it's like what should have happened, but it was so funny to like see that actually <laughs> happen because huh. it's like I don't know, it's a great. I story.
1: can't even visualize what you're saying. I'm gonna have to. Uh, watch it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I've only I've only seen that movie once,
2: uh, but I have dude, like that. really fond memories of it. And yeah, I'm worried that if I revisit it, it'll just taint those memories. But it's kind of kind of secretly like, like it.
0: Johnny Utah in that movie is just like trying to stop people who want to help the environment. Right? <laughs> they are kind of like eco terrorists. Oh, that's but right. It's still, huh. like at least yeah, they but, have a good
1: cause. I'm pro eco terrorists so I'm all for it. But <laughs> <Whoa>. I, <yeah. laughs> I, I think that movie. I just wish it wasn't Point Break. Like I think I would have liked that movie okay if it wasn't a yeah. break,
0: you know. Sure, well, you got to like watch that, that, that so, scene again and then I'll watch it. check back in with me. I also want to shout out the first Triple X movie. Yeah, I was going like I was he wondering if it's like jumps over like a 20 foot fence with like no jump or something from the flat ground. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> one of my what are my all-time it. favorite Vin Diesel
1: moments? I used to follow him on Instagram and when the second Triple X was like coming out when it like just got announced, he posted, and this was like not tongue in cheek. He wasn't like being ironic. He posted concept art for Triple X too. And it was him like on a dirt bike popping a wheelie on a beach, like holding a machine gun with like a really sexy bikini girl on the bike behind him. And he <laughs> was just like, New concept art for Triple X looks so sick. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh my God, this is insane. Somebody-
0: Someone needs to draw some concept art like that for, for Tooth and Claw. Yeah, yeah,
1: someone do it out there. We know you guys are artists. Uh, all
0: right. Next category. I think I might have actually done this one with the Tyke episode, but we're doing it again. Okay. What's the coolest circus act?
2: I've always liked the human cannonball. That's my favorite mm.
0: to watch. Mine's like close to that, but it's getting hit by the cannonball. Oh, that was good. There's a like the huge guys guy <laughs> that just like tanks cannonball. the cannonball.
1: For me, for me, it's the trapeze. I just think it's like weirdly beautiful. And it's the one where I'm always like kind of catching my breath, like wondering
0: if someone's going to fall. But, it used to be all the animal stuff for me until I yeah, learned I how cruel it is. It. Yeah. But yeah. Um, all right. Let's do best thing on film pre-1950, and I'm asking this because may, I'll probably put it on social media, but there's actually, like, a video of uh, Monarch, and what was the dude's name? Uh, uh, fearsome Egbert. It's my story. It, yeah, nice it, job. Fearless Egbert. Fearless Yeah, Egbert. there's, like, yeah. a video of them doing it, so, okay. like, it's uh, pretty cool. cool. Yeah.
1: For me, I'll be honest, like, I, I'm i not an old film aficionado I don't I don't like watch old movies that often but one that always has just like really stuck out for me is that scene where Buster Keaton is like standing and the the fake wall falls down and he's standing right where the window is and it falls over him and just thinking of like how they didn't have real like they all their stunts back then they just did and like the actors themselves would do them and just how like perfectly that had to go for him not to get smushed and a bunch I saw this whole clip of like all the old stunts from movies that they would do and they're just insane but that for whatever reason that Buster Keaton one's one that like really stands out for me so that's what I'm gonna say
2: you can tell by like how heavy it is, how it hits the ground. Like he it would have died, him. like for sure, oh, no yeah. question. And like the window is like Not basically big. human sized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is. I, I like really watching really old clips of basketball. Mm. And there's this old one from the 1930s. It's like a, a couple of teams playing against each other in like an empty gym, and they're going at it really hard. But again, it like puts up text at the beginning, like it's an old silent film. It's so long ago, and it was like basketball is known more as a ladies' activity. But these gents from America are really going at it, and they're just like hucking the ball like hook shots and almost breaking the backboard and stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> but like just like watching just, how
0: they used to play. Yeah, and like they It'd dribble be like with so like so their fun head to down like... and like huck it Dude, if i actually got a time machine maybe i'd just go back then and <laughs> just like play basketball yeah for like two dollars a month because it's so fun if you're just like a million times better
2: than everyone it's true but it is like it's a fascinating glimpse into history this old sport that no one really knew or cared about at all and
1: now it's like a multi-billion dollar industry yeah, yeah yeah these people just cared
2: so much about it
1: that is cool
0: yeah, I also went with the Buster Keaton, but the train where he's, like, clearing the tracks with those yeah. huge, yeah. Like, that is just so crazy that he was actually doing that. He's yeah. my favorite. And then the lion, this Monarch the lion was pretty cool video, too. They have, like, the cameraman went in the dome thing. Uh-huh. But like Monarch only liked his owner, so he's like all scared filming him in the middle of the oh, yeah, thing. Like, he's like in there with a lion. All right. One new category that I just made up that doesn't really have a lot of context, but I thought is kind of a funny one to throw in every once in a while. Okay. What made you cry most recently? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. Well, when I told the listener to watch a little One Piece, I also rewatched the Nami arc and I cried a little. How can you not? But also the bear, the new season of the bear. That like I really too. loved cousin this season. Ah, oh, my bad. That's okay. You. Nah, tell it's all me, right. but without spoilers, tell like so people who have watched it will know what you're talking about.
1: For me, the thing that like gets me emotional with the bear is just like. It's this really dysfunctional family and then the people around them and they're like so dysfunctional and angry and broken that there's like these rare moments in the show when they're not and they're treating each other really well and you can see how much they love each other like coming out and that's the stuff that always like hits me a little bit Mm. and just like seeing them kind of yeah I don't know it like it's just a really well written well acted show. And it it's like can be emotional sometimes for sure. What you got, Mike?
2: For me, it was it was almost so I don't know. I, it's always weird when people are like, I don't cry, but it, I really am just kind of like an emotionally stunted husk of a human being at this point. <laughs> yeah. But yesterday it was kind of funny. Wes and I were texting each other while we were both in empty theater halls watching different movies he was at the Boogeyman. And I was at Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson movie. And at the very end, there's this small moment between um, Schwartzman and Margot Robbie that, like, is just like quintessential Wes Anderson moment where, like, it's all been a very kind of whimsical kind of pastiche of like old Western, whatever. And there's just a couple of lines that are exchanged where it's like, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, there's a lot of a lot of emphasis put on like escapism and then like facing reality and yeah, uh, accepting what life is for, uh, you know, what it's presenting to you. And it was just like a really powerful moment for me. And I know a lot of people don't resonate with Anderson's movies quite like I seem to, but yeah, yeah. I was like, I felt like if I allowed myself to have a moment to cry, I probably could have. You almost it cried
1: on like the podcast the... the other day. I don't remember what it was. Oh yeah. What was that? Yeah.
0: Also, the pelicans in Jurassic Park. Oh, that's what it was. Wow. Yeah. That, that was <laughs> what, what it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. It was close. Yeah. There's something on our drive, too, that you said made you tear up. And I was like, yeah, it kind of did to me, too. You're Hard boiled, enough. you think?
2: When the baby pees <laughs> on his burning leg? Dude.
0: Me and Mike showed me this movie called Hard Boiled, Wes. I've have you ever it. watched it? I haven't watched it, but I've heard oh, of it. It's so freaking pretty good. incredible. Okay. <laughs> it's like I looked up the kill count in it. Uh-huh. And there's, like, four movies that were ahead of it, and it's, like, uh, all war movies. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, counting, like, napalm. This is okay. just, like, a cop shooting people. <laughs> well, check it out. I don't love
1: those movies
0: that much. But all oh, dude, good, you'll good. like it. Okay. Um. All right, so let's move to listener questions. Okie dokie. All right. So this
2: first one is actually from it seems like there's a little bit of collusion here between two different users or maybe it was like the same person with two different usernames somehow on Patreon. Uh, but it's a good strategy. I'm just saying if you <laughs> get okay. multiple submissions of the same yeah. question. So this, it goes like this. I heard you all mention Vegas on a recent episode, and I'm curious what each of your favorite casinos are. And this is from Nab Siegel slash Nicholas.
0: They probably just have a joint account, right? Probably, yeah. Oh, God. oh, man. I love Vegas. My first thought was Mandalay Bay because I love their aquarium. Yeah, that's my first thought, too. They got so many sharks. I really love the Bellagio, though. Like, like the one I'd be saddest if it left Vegas is probably the Bellagio.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's hard for me cuz there's ones that are like nostalgic to me, that are like the themed ones that were really popular in the late 90s and stuff. But then there's like ones that I've stayed at as an adult that I just thought were like really nice.
0: As a little kid, Circus Circus was the nicest place I had ever been in my life <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. like the my first loop-de-loop roller coaster was in my hotel. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was is the best experience ever. <laughs> yeah,
1: or like Excalibur or like those kind of places. I
0: haven't done that one. I want to see the guys fight.
1: I'll say, though, for me, lately it's probably been the Venetian, which I know is kind of a boring answer, but I've stayed there a few times with friends. It's just been really fun. Their rooms are nice. What's the theme of that one? It's like Venice. It's just kind of like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like It fancy. has like the
0: river in it, right? Yeah.
1: It's just yeah. like a fun one and... It's close to all the other ones. So that's why I pick it. I'll say that.
0: I'm not super
2: into Vegas, but I'm always... I've I've just walked through the Cosmopolitan a couple of times, and it's always struck that's me as nice just one. like, this is what casinos are. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty cool place. Okay, next question. This is from Adam. Who plays you in the biopic of your life so far, and what is the character arc slash plot? Hmm. So, I mean, the character... Arc slash plot is just like our life, yeah. If they're playing exactly. us, I would imagine. Like, um, yeah, unless you want to take some artistic liberties. But
0: there's some dude from. um Oh shoot! I had the name and I forgot it. Hold on, you guys go. I'll think of it.
1: Well,
2: for Jeff, it's Young Leo.
0: Yeah, Young Leonardo. <laughs> that I think we That's should. Like when pick- I was like eighteen, though, people won't see that. We should anymore. pick
1: for Not each anymore. other.
0: Okay. So yeah, right, I'm I'll
1: picking I'm picking Young Leo for Jeff, and so that's what we're voting on. Who's Mike? Thank you. I would say, you know, you know who you kind of remind me of, Mike, is like a a younger Ryan Gosling in like some of his more kind of like quieter roles, like Lars and really? the Real Girl, or like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, some of those where he's just kind of I don't know. But i think never had that's, a good one for Mike. Yeah, that's who I'm gonna pick.
2: I was thinking like the third Hemsworth brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, get a little bit that. of name recognition yeah. but like don't break the bank trying to, you know, cast someone.
1: Or like a Dupless brother, like Mark Dupless. For anyway.
0: Wes, I've always kind of thought Bradley Cooper. That's nice. But you. you might you might have to do like the thing with Chris Evans in the first um the first uh, Captain America movie where he's like all skinny at the start, and then he gets a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough.
2: Yeah, I always just gonna, get Eli- Elijah Wood. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That should be yours. I was gonna say Martin Starr, but your face looks <laughs> more
0: like Bradley Cooper to me. Okay,
2: yeah, I'll take Martin Starr too. He's actually, I know Martin, so meant to be. Okay, next question. This is from Ian. If Humans die out. What animal do you see eventually evolving to take over the planet? Apes and monkeys are off limits. Uh, for context, there's that South Park episode where otters take over.
1: Hmm.
0: Let's go orcas. They're taking out boats. Yeah, orcas are a good pick. Uh,
1: I'm going to say ravens just because they're so smart. and oh, yeah. They're just going to peck our eyeballs out and take over. So, ravens yeah
0: corn i'll go (laughs) with uh
2: termite termites they they're building their own little it seems like they're like little city builders you know like
1: one day everything's just gonna collapse because the termites are just (laughs) like (laughs) hollowing (laughs) it all out underneath (laughs) us (laughs) they've
2: timed it all perfectly and one last munch is gonna like collapse all of human infrastructure i like that go termites okay last one this is from lauren what is your ultimate bucket list destination and or animal adventure? We've answered this before, but maybe something has changed? Yeah, mine changes all the
0: time.
1: Yeah. For my Fair. current one is northern India to see snow leopards. And that like that's my pick because there's a good spot up there to see snow leopards and then you're not far from some really good tiger viewing and Lots of other really cool animals in India. And I just love India. So that's my, my current pick is to go there to see snow leopards.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about Panama to see pygmy sloths. And also Brazil to see jaguars. And Jaguars. Jaguar. Jaguars.
1: <laughs> I'm going there this week.
2: Holy F- mackerel. It, dude. <laughs> you lucky dog. Yeah. Mike, do you think there's a city in India called Indianapolis, kind of like Indiana has Indianapolis? I doubt it. I don't think so, but maybe there are a lot of cities in India.
1: What's your pick? Why the uh, heck not, if not?
2: So, I'm going diving in the Red Sea, and I want to see some manta rays, like a big ol, you know, like the when there's like just a million of them swimming yeah. around. I want to see Oh them. yeah, you're going to get Steve Irwin. I hope not by manta rays. Not. <laughs> and this hellish
0: facade I call life. Yeah, um, there's there's like no where you can go to see pandas, right?
1: No, not in the wild. Well, you can in China, but it's there's not like a ecotourism thing as far as I know to go see. They do
0: like tourists go to see I don't pandas. Th- I there? don't think so,
1: but
2: okay. I'm not sure. All right, Kung Fu Panda on the TV. Have you guys seen any of these knockoff Kung Fu Panda movies? It's incredible no. how many there are. No. Who was the actor you said was in one? norm mcdonald just shows up that's what
0: you said you almost cried at absolutely yeah that
2: was the one this is the absolute worst (laughs)
1: production i've ever seen in my life and he's just just collecting a paycheck yeah (laughs) i don't blame anyone that does that yeah huh never hold it against them. them i'm not gonna watch those is that it for questions yep that's it all right thanks patrons for sending those in we sure appreciate it sorry sometimes that we get a little bit behind it's been a really busy time for all three of us, you know what
0: we need to just do is set up questions on Discord too, because it's getting like a little overwhelming on Patreon. I feel like if we just had a page on Discord that says "listener questions" and you guys can write them in. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That. Discord
2: if you're not involved with Discord, there's a lot of cool stuff happening and it's mostly by, you know, you guys, the listeners. Like there's movie nights every other week every couple of weeks and that's really that
0: fun to see happen. And We uh, have yeah. a post a few weeks back with the link too. So just go look at that post and you'll it's have access. It's probably expired.
1: We'll probably have to do a new one. But Yeah.
2: I can yeah. I can edit What's that expired? Post, even.
0: The, the the link expires link.
2: after seven days yeah. for Discord what? invites. I know.
1: Uh, well thanks guys thanks Jeff that was a fun story you're welcome yeah that was amazing okay well amazing
0: we'll top three y'all. Jeff episode
1: top three Jeff episode without a doubt
0: oh
2: babe <sighs> I'm gonna have to think about that there's been some real bangs alright All right.
1: we'll see you guys soon love you
0: love you guys bye bye